Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Warm welcome if you have just joined us. How are you? Did you have a good day thus far? Uh, if it hasn't been that good, don't worry. It'll get better, inshallah. That's all we can ask Allah to help us, guide us, forgive us, and also to make sure that we always stay on the path of Islam. Talking about Islam, my guest Laura Pistorius accepted Allah's call to Islam a while back, alhamdulillah. And uh, many years ago, we spoke to her and she talked to us about her journey. But, you know, many years have passed and she's been doing a lot of things. She has about six children right now. <laughs> and we're going to talk about all of that right now. Laura Pistorius, assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. And it's Layla. It feels like six children sometimes, but you need to have that number. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. In 10 years, Muslim this Ramadan, inshallah. Ten years. Mm-hmm. Is it that long? Yeah. Subhanallah. <laughs> Feels like forever to, to you, I'm sure. It's, it's so interesting because one goes through a, a very natural process where in the beginning you are a new Muslim. Yes, yes. And while I'll always be a revert, obviously, Why? I feel like I've lost that newness. You know, I mm. don't call myself a new Muslim anymore. I've... Mm. I've I've, I've earned my badges. So <laughs> Can I just like I yeah. can call myself Muslim along with any Muslim exactly exactly the distinction yes. between us. Yes. Can I just say this? The the reason I'm not so keen on the revert word is yeah. people always tend to refer to you as the revert, and that's mm. it's very hurtful at times. I mean, 25 years after, and you can still say that person is a revert. Not cool. Yeah, so I say new Muslim for now, and then after a while, the new falls away, and you are just what Allah has has uh, called you to be—a Muslim. Muslim. Alhamdulillah. Okay, so mother of six, or I mean three. Three. three yes. <laughs> let's let's just quickly go back to to that time when Islam was an attraction to you, not not yet accepted, but an attraction. Yeah, gosh, Andi Sulaila, you know the process was so organic for me mm-hmm. that I feel it happened to me unconsciously that I was reading about Islam not because I wanted to be a Muslim especially. Mm. In fact, I didn't, I didn't have an interest in becoming Muslim. Yes. Um, but I was at a place in my life where I had turned over a new leaf in a big way and I attributed it completely to the power of God and the power of prayer. Yes. And I wanted to live a life that was purely for the pleasure of God, a life of gratitude to God. And my frame of reference was what I had been raised with. Um, so when I started to pray again after years, I was praying as a Christian. Um, but it was a Muslim who had helped me to find God again. Oh, alhamdulillah. And yeah, so I started to read about Islam just because I want to know how can somebody from a different culture, a different faith, who is so different from the lifestyle that I was living at that time, yes. have sort of like the sympathy and the understanding to help me. Mm. Um, and, and a lot of what I read really resonated with me as being true. So I was taking bits 
you know, I, when when you read the introductory uh, books about Islam, yes, you read yes. about uh, Tawheed. Yes. And at that point, I was like, yes, I believe God is one. <laughs> because, I mean, at the end of the day, the Christians do say God is one, although Indeed. they I explain it differently. Okay. You know, so, like, a lot of what I read resonated with me. Alhamdulillah. Yes, it's really important, so I started to pray more. All right, um, Laura, hold on to hold on to your to your next thought. You know radio, right? You've been here long enough to know. Yes, yeah, going to take a break. Yeah, both has to be paid, lady. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, inshallah. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, ninety-one point three FM. Yes, indeed. Live from Cape Town is where you'll find the Voice of the Cape on 91.3 FM stereo. Today is Wednesday. It's a beautiful day. I'm Suleila. I have a lovely lady online with me. It's a pity she couldn't be here. Her name is Laura Pastorius, and she's talking to us about how she answered Allah's call to Islam. Alhamdulillah. So, Laura, you know what? When uh, one embraces, or for anyone who's thinking about it or gets to that point, one's belief in God must first be right, right? That's right, that's right. Uh, You have to understand who Allah is Mm. and want to worship Allah the way He wants us to. Otherwise, you end up deciding to worship the way you want to, or Mm. you make your own ideas (laughs) about what is this concept of God and what is expected of us as human beings? And, you know, then you're just um, on the wrong foot. Right? Of course, God. yes, yes. So when you got to that point where you said, yes. oh, okay, all of this it makes sense. It was really difficult. It was actually really difficult. It was? Um, because I had been coming from a Christian frame of reference. Um, and when I realized at this point that I can't say, Jesus is God, Jesus is Son of God. Mm. And, you know, I was directed to Quran, and I read the verses, and I reached a point where I just didn't know. Mm. I, mm. You know, um, when you're raised to think something is true, yes, uh, your whole life, it's difficult to let that go. And it's funny, Quran speaks to people like that, you know? Like, are you staying on knowledge that, you know, something new has come to you and your forefathers, they didn't know this? You know, aren't you going to change your mind? Um, but I was, I was, it was difficult. Um, and I remember praying one night and crying. And yes. saying, God, I don't know. And if it's blasphemy mm. for me to say that he is not your son, uh-huh. please forgive me, please forgive me, show me a sign, guide me, I don't know. Yes. And it was actually in church, subhanAllah. I, I was... Um, Standing up, uh, my family's Roman Catholic. I stood yes, up to yes. take communion, and if you if you know a little bit about the church, they believe that when the priest prays over the host, that little wafer, Mm-mm. that it becomes the body of Jesus Christ, and then they eat it and they become one with God and they feel very spiritual. Yes, yes. So um, I stood up to take communion, and my mom, who knew that I was having doubts, put her hand on my shoulder and she said, "Laura, you can't. If you don't believe that He died for your sins, you can't." Mm-hmm. I was on my knees and feeling very left out, rejected, angry, jealous of these people who were going up and experiencing the state of communion of mm. God. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's subhanAllah very interesting because Hidayah comes to people wherever they are. Indeed. Um, on my knees in church there, like I had a light bulb moment. 
And I was just like, Laura, you're being stupid because you've seen the power of God in your life mm. and you know that you can have closeness to God whenever you want and you don't need to go through anything. Um, and I decided then. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Know, in then, church? Um, that, that Islam was for me and it was after that a very yes. quick and easy process. I think oh, Allah made it very easy. Alhamdulillah. Because other people go through incredible challenges. That I, I think uh, t- uh, taking that one step towards Allah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And Allah you takes know? a few steps towards you. Uh, just just realizing the, the nature of the relationship. Mm. Allah is there. There is no barrier unless we put it. You know, and we don't need to go through anything. We just need to turn to Him. Mm. That's, that's so true, you know. Um, I think when one speaks about returning to Allah for some someone who has maybe been born Muslim but hasn't really gotten to know Allah and then gets to that point where they want to get to know Allah, it's the same as being a new Muslim, right? Really it is. I, I heard a brother describe it very beautifully that sometimes you're just Muslim by chance mm. you're not yet Muslim by choice. Ah, that, that, that's stating it very beautifully, actually. That, yes, that yes. every person has to, even if you're born Muslim, mm-hmm. you have to one day decide, I am going to live my life for all. Mm-hmm. So true, so true. At the end of the day, our duty is not just to, to, to those around us, but to our very soul, to make sure that our soul is fed. Mm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I, and I think when we were speaking to people over the years, the one thing there was that yearning, that yearning to to worship the one who created us, alhamdulillah. I think there's an emptiness inside of people, and mm. they feel it. And mm. you, you can try to fill it up a million different ways. Yes. Um, but until you until you find that it is that it is your soul, your heart that needs to be fed, and that you can't feed it on the dunya. Yes. You know, um, you won't be satisfied. And that's what contentment of heart is. It's mm. knowing your purpose that is so true. And, and trying, striving to mm. reach it. Absolutely. You know, um, there might be someone somewhere in this world today who's listening to you right now and thinking, you know, uh, she makes it sound like it, it became easy. But I'm sure it wasn't that way for you right from the beginning. As you said earlier, it was very tough. I... You, it's funny, like because when you look back, <laughs> um, I feel like I've heard other people's stories, and other yes. people have had it much more difficult than me. Ah. My family wasn't wild about the idea, but they never rejected me. Alhamdulillah. Um, they, I mean, I live with my mom and dad now. They yes. keep a halal kitchen. Oh, um, you know, how beautiful. As, as good as it gets, mm. and um, I mean, I hear about parents who cut off their children's schooling, mm. uh, parents who throw their kids out of the house, um, mm. and, and I mean, you, you have to deal with friendships, obviously, mm. go through quite a natural, yes, yes. you know, either your friends accept you for who you are, or their activities are such that you stop spending time with them, and it's it's a natural process of letting go, but it can be a painful process. Uh, absolutely. Mm. Um, if, you, if you think about your life right now, you said it's 10 years. 10 years is a long time. And I'm yeah. sure there were ups and downs, challenges, triumphs, lots of, lots and lots of challenges, I'm sure. Tell us a bit about that and how you coped, by the way. Auntie Sulela, I think the biggest challenge for me, and this, I, I don't think it's a new Muslim challenge, it's uh, a woman's challenge, <laughs> was motherhood. 
Yes, yes. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us that our children are a test for us. Mm-mm. If we live in a society where we're encouraged to treat our children as the, like, end all of our, like, the purpose of our existence, you know? So yes, You yes. get so caught up in making sure that everything is right, and especially if it's your first baby, you know, am I feeding them correctly? Am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Mm. And reading a million different <laughs> books and blogs. And, yes, um, yes. And... I personally, I, I found it very difficult to return to prayer. Um, I found even the, the idea of like, I don't have time to take wudu. I don't mm. leave my baby. Um, and it's funny, like, we find it very difficult to talk about the difficulty of salah, especially yes. if it's been easy. I think because we, we feel all of a sudden, you know, this is what, this is what makes me a Muslim, mm. what distinguishes me between mm. a Muslim and not a Muslim, and if I'm not doing it or if I'm struggling with it, maybe there's something really wrong with me. Yes, yes. Um, uh, so uh, coming to the realization that um, w- the success for my child, number one, is dependent on them pleasing Allah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was that was a big one for me. That I, I had to reach a point where I was like, I don't care if they have runny noses or if they're hungry or dirty. <laughs> I mean, obviously you do your best. But of you course, of course, yes. There are some things you have no control over. Or, or if they are street sweepers, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they please Allah and they believe in Allah, that is success for my child. Indeed, indeed. Do you know, um, you, you mentioned something very important. You said that sometimes um, as new Muslim, you don't want to talk about how difficult it is for you to keep on praying, to mm. keep keep up your salah, to go that extra mile because there's a, there are um, umpteenth reasons why you, you, you can't do it. In fact, Auntie Sulayla, it's something, I don't know if you remember, but it's something you said to me in my early days at VOC, that my salah then was the sweetest that it would ever be. SubhanAllah. Um, and it's when you've gone into Islam and things are easy and wonderful and exciting mm. and you're looking, you're yearning for the next waqt. Yes, and then, yes. you know, fast forward a few years and all of a sudden you're like, oh, if I don't take wudu now, I'm going to miss the prayer, but I really mm. don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, and you need to, uh, I think the first thing you need to do is, is not fall into a guilt trap. Yes, because yes. that just makes it worse. Shaitan loves it when you start thinking. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely, your yes. salah is so useless anyway. Like, how can you even offer that? To mm-hmm. I think the the other thing also that that worries us a lot that is is if I mention it to somebody, they will judge me. Mm-hmm. They will think I'm a bad Muslim. Um, yeah. Absolutely, I, I see it um, with with a lot of sisters in the Reba group that when we finally do, when they're like, I'm struggling with this, I, you know, it's they cry about mm. it. it's something that is it's painful and hurtful, yes, yes. and um, but you know, you just have to you have to keep on doing it, and and I think I always come back to my wudu because Allah has placed these protective barriers around something. So if you're finding that your salah is lacking, hmm. and also like, what are you doing the five minutes before you pray? Because whatever you're doing those five minutes before is going to impact on what you're thinking about. Indeed, yes. So if you're rushing around and doing things, or if you're like delaying it for as long as you can, rather get into the bathroom and realize that even just the wudu that you're taking, Allah loves those who purify hmm. You're about to do something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. Alhamdulillah. You know? Yes. Yeah. 
so beautiful. Like he's told you, you're about to do something that I love. Hmm. And take your care with it. Take your care with it. Know that these body parts that you're washing now are going to shine for you. Hmm. So it's actually for your benefit. Really? Then by the time you get yeah. to your, your prayer mat, hmm. your state of mind is ready. Yeah. Yeah. Because you feel cleansed. Yeah. yeah, you feel cleansed. Can I just then, then also say that another way to look at one solar is that when, you, when you're going into a meeting with somebody, do you not put your best forward, your best self forward? Do you not enjoy, enjoy the conversation that's coming? How much more should we enjoy the conversation with Allah? Allah, yes. Um, yes, definitely. Uh, once I had a sister say, uh, you know, she doesn't want to... She doesn't want to feel like her salah is um, just a routine. She wants her mm. heart to call her to her prayer mat. Mm. And I said to her, girl, if you don't get your body there. <laughs> <laughs> How's the heart going to get to it? <laughs> you know, the reality is we do. We, we want would. to love it. And sometimes yes. we finish and we feel like, was there value in it? If you've done it, there was value in it. If you have done it, there was value in yes. it. Yes, yes. Um, and you can increase it or decrease it by learning more about Salah and reading about the prayer of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the Sahaba. Yeah. Um, but you need, to, you need to get your body there. Indeed, body. indeed. Because your heart comes with your body. So if yeah, you want your heart to be settled, you need to get your body there too. The other thing I, I also want to ask, Luna, if you, if you mm. think about it, we are so stressed during our day. I think our dua should be in the morning. Oh Allah, grant me the time to worship you at the right time that I am supposed to worship you. Not my time, but the time that, that I am supposed to worship you. I sat in a beautiful talk on that, Auntie Sulayla, that spoke Lela. about intention. And we should make the intention right now, each person should make the intention Inshallah. that your heart will be in constant mm, of Allah. Mm, absolutely. But it's something that you know, you make the intention once, and then constantly throughout the day you remind yourself, mm. Oh, my heart is straight. Allah, I intend to be in dhikr of you. I intend mm. to be remembering you. And five minutes later you realize it's completely gone from your mind. Oh, Allah, I intend, I intend. Mm. Um, but that it's something that we strive for, that state where mm. we are more and more aware. Mm. And I think as you become more aware, that's the other thing. I mean, as I've become Muslim for longer, you see... Inshallah, inshallah, you're growing as a Muslim. So mm. Your faults, True. you used to think they were small, they become bigger in your eyes. Subhanallah. And you desire more to change them. Indeed. Laura, yes. do you know something? I was so for looking forward to chatting to you. I forgot to invite the listeners that they can send you an SMS to, Please, yes. to chat to you as well. My apologies, darling. Uh, 47913, um, send us an SMS. Tell us how, how you feel about Laura's talk today. As I said, I do apologize. I was so, so looking forward to chatting to her. I forgot to invite you. But, Laura, you know how the saying goes, right? Uh, no paying bills, no talking. And indeed. So so um we're gonna take a short break to go pay those bills and I'll come back to you right after inshallah. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape, ninety one point three FM. 
Oh, well, welcome. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. And yes, indeed, we are live from Cape Town. My guest is Laura Pistorius. I'm your host, Selena. We're talking about uh, how Allah granted her this beautiful deen of Islam, alhamdulillah, so many years ago. She is a Muslim uh, mother and wife and friend and former colleague. Oh, she's such a lot of things, <laughs> mashallah. Um, I, I must tell you, though, that we've received an SMS that says, mashallah, uh, it shames me as a born Muslim. May you go from strength to strength, inshallah. Oh, subhanallah. I, I don't think you must feel any shame. We all are struggling on the path daily, right, uh, Laura? Absolutely, absolutely. And your iman, it increases and it decreases. Um, the point is just to keep on, yes. keep on keeping on yes. walking towards Allah. You know, so long as you're on the path. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Can I just ask for somebody who has embraced Islam, will, this will be their first Ramadan. How was it for you the first year? It was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never have a Ramadan like that again. I was still working in a cocktail bar. Oh so, my. So I was um, working and fasting and then breaking my fast uh, with one of the Muslim bouncers. Mm. That I have no, so you know, like you won't see, <laughs> won't see that happen again in my life, probably, inshallah. Um, but it was, it was amazing. Alhamdulillah. Was, it was difficult. It was, I think, September then, so they were, the, the days were longer. Um, but so rewarding to see that you can actually uh, control the physical body. Mm-hmm. You know, it just yes. shows you there is a side of you. Um, that spiritual side, that invisible side, mm. that you want to be in control yes. of the physical side. Yes. Was was it very difficult for you to go without food and drink? I caved the one day. I I couldn't stand about <laughs> four o'clock. Alhamdulillah. I see, we're all human. Big bag of knickknacks, yes. and I stuffed <gasps> myself, and I felt so ill afterwards, and so stupid, and. <laughs> You know, berating myself and just feeling so gorgeous. Oh my god, that, <laughs> um, that, that sounds uh, very unlike <laughs> you, eh? Alhamdulillah. But then again, we all succumbed at some some point in our lives. We we've all been there where you have been. Yeah. You know, whether we were younger or older, um, I'm sure there there's somebody that says, "Wow, I can remember." Oh, Subhanallah, I did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and how sleep yeah. till afterwards. What a day wasted. Yeah, alhamdulillah, um, alhamdulillah. Um, strength to all those brothers and sisters who are fasting in secret, because I know I have friends who've had to do that, who yes. don't yes. know they're Muslim yet. Yes, yes. And who are creeping around the kitchen or sort of like taking something into their bedroom with them at night. So that alhamdulillah. They eat before, before uh, Fajr. Um, yeah. Yeah. To everybody who's facing a difficult Ramadan, I think when one when one looks at at anyone who have have embraced Islam, who have accepted Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, let me just hold on to that thought. I have a, uh, uh, an SMS here that says, "Assalamu alaikum." What a beautiful story! It's taking me back to my time entering into Islam and the challenges that I faced at the time, alhamdulillah. We are truly blessed to have been guided by the Almighty to Islam. May Allah keep guiding you, Sister Laura. And then we've received...
received another one. Uh, Assalamu alaikum to each and everybody that find themselves in our prison, especially my grandson. And uh, this is this is uh, uh, on a different note. May Allah subhanahu wa taala guide us and protect us, Laura, because we all we all have challenges, whether we are born Muslim or whether uh, um, Allah has guided our our hearts later in life. Wherever we we find ourselves, if Allah has guided you, He will take you through all of those challenges. I'm sure you have experienced that as well. And you know, Auntie Salela, like I, if I could paint a picture of how I was before. Yeah. I mean, I would never want to go through that, except that if I hadn't been there, maybe I wouldn't have found Islam. Mm, truly, so truly. Like the ugliest yes. and the worst of situations yeah. can be the means whereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens your eyes to the light. Yeah, Allah. Everything that we do, Laura, is only for Allah's sake. Although we think it is our hopes, our dreams, our fantasies, everything that we aspire to do or to be is only to be a more grateful slave. Would you agree? Absolutely. So if if we're looking at people listening to you right now and saying, Laura, you know, I might want to. I haven't quite reached that point yet where I can say, Ya Allah, here I am. I'm your slave. I want to accept your religion that you have given. How would you encourage somebody to take that step today? You know, only you can do it. Hmm. You can do it and you can delay it. And the choice is absolutely yours. But once you make that choice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the way easy for you. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Now, you have been rather busy, madam, with so many things. And uh, I'd like for us to just take a moment from where you started to to invite people to come and listen to, to the talks and where you are today, inshallah. Okay. Um, well, I'm affiliated with Fajrul Islam, which does a lot of dawah in the townships, and they're building a fantastic yes. dawah center. Alhamdulillah. Um, under their auspices, I started a revert support group, um, really serving my own needs first. Uh, I must be honest about it because mm. I, um, our communities are still very segregated yes. in South Africa. And so uh, I started reaching out to reverts and putting ads in newspapers and on the radio and talking. And like, subhanAllah, I made contact with a lot of people who were also in a similar boat. Mm-mm. Reverts drifting along on the outside edges of the community or involved in the community, but sort of like looking for a lifeline of sisters to share similar experiences Yes, with. yes. So we started a revert support group, and there's a fantastic NGO starting out that's uh, leveraging my experience, if I can say that, um, to create a network of revert mentors across Cape Town. Okay. Uh, they're called Dean Companions. And you can find them. They're, they're very active. They're young people. So Alhamdulillah. I've spoken to some of them, yes. yes I yes. spoke to some uh, of the founders. Great, great things. Alhamdulillah. Yes. And you can find them on Facebook and yeah. Instagram and sort of any social media. Yeah. In Companions. Uh, if you are a revert or you know a revert or you know people who are interested in Islam, mm. then put them in touch with our Dawah organizations, with Fajrul Islam or DIC or mm. Dean Companions. Make yes. a connection for them to help make it easier for them. Yeah, let's all work together to help each other. That's it. Yeah, that is that is what is required of all of us. We, we're going to go for a short break, madam. We'll be right back, inshallah. All right. 
Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. A warm welcome. Live from Cape Town is the Voice of the Cape broadcasting to you on 91.3 FM. I'm your host, Leila, and I must tell you, if you have just tuned in, you've missed Laura Pistorius's beautiful story about her life and times uh, as, an, as a Muslim. Alhamdulillah. And also some of the amazing community work that she does. But you can call 021-442-3500 and you can also speak to Najma uh, and she will get you a recording of the program. See, so you didn't really miss out at all. Now, um, there's somebody that wants to know, uh, Laura. Yeah. Are the revert groups only in South Africa? I'm not sure where this person is from. Um. I think that there, wherever you are, you might find. And if you don't find, you have an obligation to start one. Mm, there um, we go. I know in the UK and the US, they're quite established, and mm. there are programs that are really... Uh, really amazing. Yes, well streamlined mm. uh, into helping helping um, welcome people into the community. Uh, all over South Africa, I know they are, um, if you have internet, there are groups on Facebook. There's a group called I Found Islam Now What, which is international and for new mm. Muslims only. Mm. Uh, the admins sort of like do a check and they have ulama where you can ask for yes. um, advice. So, you know, today the world is smaller than it used to be. Mm, so indeed. You're pretty isolated indeed. in terms of geography or even yeah. socially. <laughs> Whatever the case is, you can you can reach out. I think the one thing that we must also realize is that um, if you have embraced Islam, you, if you have acquired some knowledge, and you would like to to start, or well, if if you're only just learning, to speak to those that you know who have embraced Islam, and then get them to 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 chat with you, because um, a lot of times people are a little scared to go to just anyone. Yeah. Yeah, and the biggest challenge is finding those people who have just found Islam but haven't. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, and then once once they are established, and that's what we're hoping to do with Dean Companions, is just create that social mm. network, help people coming into the Dean, establish a social network that mm. is strong and good, and makes it easy for them to practice their Islam. Alhamdulillah. Um, I asked you where the person is from, and she says she's from Melbourne, Australia. I don't yeah, know. way I, down I under. Like it should be. They've got big Australian <laughs> communities, and I was watching an awesome talk by a Australian brother who embraced Islam. He was very ah, excellent. So, so the, this, I think this person should just go on onto Facebook YouTube. and and uh, ask: Is there is there anyone in Melbourne that she can connect with? Yeah, yeah. or yeah. she yeah. or or he could um, be both. Or just yeah, hit me on Facebook. Find me on Facebook. There we go. Um, and I will help you. Alhamdulillah. I think we'd also like to extend an invitation to people who have embraced Islam. If they would like to share their story with us on the Voice of the Cape, they're most welcome to do that. You can call the phone. I My tongue got all twisted on me there. <laughs> you can phone Ms. Jacobs, and uh, that's Ms. Zarina Jacobs, and you can call on 021-442-3519, and you'll get through to her, and she'll be able to help you to, so that we can also listen to your story. 
Ms. Yes, darling. The beauty, I know you're short on time now, but the beauty of sharing one's story is that you get to relive and uh, reawaken the wonder. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. How beautiful is that? How beautiful is that? Very that, important. You that, know, sometimes we forget. Indeed, indeed. And not only, not only that in sharing, you, you, you might be the one that will be responsible for that one person listening to you and saying, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can accept Allah as my Lord. Subhanallah. How beautiful is that? Yeah, <laughs> Madam. Ah, uh, indeed, <laughs> <laughs> Madam. Thank you so much for thank speaking to us today. Yeah. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala guide us, help us, forgive us our sins and shortcomings, and keep us always, always on the straight path, each and every one of us. And um, I think maybe your your um, exiting words, I think one can call it, to our listeners. I'm actually going to make them my phone number, if that's okay. okay. Excellent. Uh, if there's anybody who knows somebody who's interested in Islam or uh, anybody would like to speak to me about embracing Islam, they can contact me on 082-513-6680. That's 082-513-6680. Shukran, Aunty Suleyman. There we go. Thank that you. number once again is 082-513-6680. That's Laura's number. You can call her and uh, she'll be happy to chat with you. If you are somebody who has embraced Islam, if you would like to embrace Islam, or if you're just struggling a bit with your Islam, alhamdulillah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm sure it doesn't matter whether you are a new Muslim or you've been Muslim for 50 years. No, and you still matter. have a problem. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Laura, thank you so much, madam. And uh, we, we, uh, we ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for your time spent with us today. Subhanallah. Keep well. Eh? Assalamu alaikum. That was our guest for today, Laura Pastorius, talking about how Allah answered her call to Islam. Subhanallah, you know, you, you call out to Allah and, and Allah is there. If you are thinking about today, if you are thinking about it, if you would like to, to take that step, and you're not you're a little bit unsure speak to Allah but in the meantime you can also speak to Laura 0825136680 a very big shukran to our sound engineer that's Mr. Faiz Davids and to my producer Zarina Jacobs and also to Auntie Farida Saban who came to pop in today until I speak to you at the next time I leave you in the protection of the Almighty Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh a very good afternoon to you you.